0: I thank my boy Mike Estrada for getting the logo right. So, all my small business owners, if y'all need some logos, y'all hit up my boy Mike, man. Welcome, everybody, to episode 41 of Levi's Youth Sports Talk. And today we got somebody from the San Antonio area. Went to high school here at South Sand, went to Texas State, OLLU, been coaching for about 20 years. Started fast camp in 2008, and now he's the assistant coach at East Central High School here in San Antonio. I want to welcome everybody, Doc Espinoza, to the show. Man, it's been it's been um finally we get to link up. Yeah, it's been a while, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: first, I want uh, man, you're you're doing a great thing. I think your your podcast is really cool. I've listened to a whole bunch of them. Um, You've had a lot of really good people on, and um, one of my really good buddies, um, a guy that you know I always call for advice, is is Eloy Pacheco, and he's done a, he's been here in San Antonio for a long time, and um, you know I heard his podcast, so I, I really applaud you on on what you're doing.
0: Thank you, thank you. Just wanted to start something something different around here, man. You know how you know how it is in the all softball world, man. So just trying to get some positivity going some kind of way.
1: Yeah, I think that's like probably one of the biggest issues that we that we have um in San Antonio is probably just not being able to to be one. It's yeah. just that's like one of the biggest things is that we're not we're not one entity. It
0: it seems like there's um there's too much rivalry and 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 egos. That's what I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and those
1: egos egos create jealousy. Mm-hmm. and um it's unfortunate it's unfortunate yeah. for the kids mm-hmm. but um <laughs> I just I try my best to just um I try my best to just kind of um and, and just... just keep giving back to the kids and try and build a game I know there was a bunch of people that came I know there was a bunch of people that came before me that that did their part so you know I'm just trying to do my part to to help the game grow,
0: right? Yeah. So, man, um, you want to, uh, you want to talk about your upbringing and like what sports you played growing up?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, old school, old school upbringing of um, mom and dad in the house, and you know, dad working and um a lot of discipline in the house and it wasn't just discipline. It was just, um, you know, you, you knew how to behave or else you were going to, you'd be in trouble. Um, and that would kind of translate over to sports. Um, in high school, played basketball and baseball, played, played everything growing up. And then when I got to high school, um, played, um, baseball and basketball. And then when I went to college, just played strictly uh, basketball, got to Texas state and was allowed to walk on. And then um, it was just a a shock of the level of athletes that was there at at Texas state. At that time it was Southwest Texas. And then um, I I was just, you know, I was told you're not, you're not going to be good enough to play D one. That's just the plain truth. Uh, And the coach told me, you know, we got to find you a place where you can play. Um, You give everything that a coach wants. You just don't have the talent at this point. So that was something that I had to swallow. And I think I think at that point I didn't I didn't realize what was going on. But it um it helped me to help these kids later on in the future and and kind of prepare them for those those hard conversations that they're gonna have because I meet so many kids that that think they're gonna they're gonna play division one or or you know, and I'm like, there's so much talent out there, you know, you gotta really be it's got to be something you really want. And I I, I wanted it. I, I was willing to push myself to the edge of death, but I just wasn't good enough. So I found a small school. Before I went to Arlie of the Lake, I went to a place called National Christian University. It was a small school here in San Antonio. Um, and they've since had to shut down. But I played four years there and got to travel and got to play against a lot of good teams and um, graduated. And then the coach that was there, Coach Advantes, he got me a job in Mexico. So I went to Mexico and played ball down there for like two years, uh, two and a half years. And then my dad was like, you know, I really want you to come back and get your education and finish your, your school. So came back, got my master's and then started my PhD. And I'm at the end of my PhD. And I've been at the end for like two, three years just with kids and softball and, and everything. I just have too many excuses, but that's something that I, I got to complete. Um, just that way my kids can have something to shoot for, and I don't want them to just
0: think that you know the bare minimum is gonna be okay. Right? Yeah. No, I I understand that, man. Hey, that's that's a lot of school you got going on right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. Um.
1: When I was probably when I was getting my master's, um. I didn't want to live at home. I was already, you know, 28. I started my own little company and I was probably about 26, 27, 28. Um, And I lived at a house with, with, with my, one of my two of my best friends, my cousin, my best friend. And all they did was just, they lived the life. We were all single, so they lived the life. So they stay up till six, seven in the morning, you know, partying, playing cards, playing video games and, I was like, man, I gotta go to bed. And then I'd wake up, you know, get two hours of sleep, wake up, go go to school, take a test, you know, and and um I was like living in the house where it was just like a, a fraternity house, but nobody was in a
0: fraternity. Everybody was just <laughs> wilding out. That's crazy. <laughs> how how was you able to keep your focus? You know, you know, it's living there. Uh, I, I think
1: even though they were, they were living a crazy life, um,
0: they still kind of kept me out of it. Okay. And they were probably doing, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. They wasn't the, the peer pressure friends.
1: No, 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 that, that wasn't them. They were, um, they kept me out of it. You know, they, and, um, if I had to go to sleep, they tell everybody to keep it down and you know, but there'd be 20 people in the house, 15 people in the house. We, we were young and just living the life. So I would go, you know, to my room and put on my headphones and try and get some sleep for the night and study for an exam that we had the next day. And, um, just, man, honestly, when I look back, I don't, I don't know how I did it. There'd be some nights where we had a, you know, a four or five hour exam and I would study the night before I would, i put in four or five hours of studying and, and then go take the test and 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 do well. So it was just I was just blessed with good friends and, and my parents, my mom never let me miss school. She's she was a, a person who was a big influence. Like and it wasn't for the fact of like, you know, straight education. It's just we didn't have no we didn't have nobody to take care of us. So she was like, You're gonna go to school. It doesn't matter if you're sick, it doesn't matter what, you're going. And that's and that's that right there was something that was instilled in me because now i i don't i just i can't miss work i don't like to miss things i just feel like i have to be there um and and there be i remember mornings when i was a kid i'd be i'd be throwing up and my mom was like you still have to go to school i don't care if you're throwing up you have to go to school so you know get yourself together toughen up and and you got to go and that was that that tough love that that we got and um so when i was doing my masters and my phd it was the same thing and then you know, just always being judged. That's, that's, that was a big motivator. You know, I was always judged. Um, cause I didn't look like the people who are getting their masters and I didn't look like the people who are getting their PhD. Mm-hmm. I, I was, a I looked different at that time. So, you know, they were like, what is he doing here? You know, he doesn't fit in. And that was my motivator was I'll show you, like, I'll show you that even though I don't look like you and I come from a different side of the. Of, of town and uh, maybe I don't have the money you do like in this classroom, I'm better than you and you're not going to outwork me. And that was something that I brought with me from basketball and, and just that pride of, of not letting somebody's judgment of you get the best of you and instead use it for, for motivation.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, you know, early you said right now, you said um, that, you know, everybody was telling you, you wasn't good enough, you know, to do this and that, like, how did that help you, you know, to keep going, like even like like during do, doing all this stuff? Like how did that just keep you help like help motivate you?
1: Um, you mean when I was at at Southwest Texas or when I was getting
0: yeah, like the coach that the coach that told you, like, you know, you're not you're not good enough. Like did that motivate you more to to get better at basketball, but not only basketball, like like in life, you know what I mean. Like you know, make did it help motivate you? Like getting your PhD and masters and all of that stuff. It did.
1: It did. Um, and and when when we had the conversation, he you know he told me playing simple. He was like, "You played post in high school. You have to play point guard here or shooting guard. You don't you know you don't have those skills. You're probably better off going to a smaller school where you can where you can still play the three or the four. And there's not." you know, seven foot in the post. And, mm-hmm. um, so when I got to that other school, I just kind of used it as motivation. And he was, he was honest, you know, he wasn't like a, a jerk about it. He was just like, let's get you somewhere where you can be successful. And, um, and the, the education part of it was really for, you know, that was just something that, that nobody can ever take away from you. And, mm-hmm they're like you know you you're, you're going to get your phd are, 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 do you want to be a director do you want to be a a this or that and and you know i'm like no i don't like i want to spend time with my family and i want to you know just be free like i just want to have my freedom you know my phd is for for my kids to to have something to shoot for cuz i want one of my kids to to maybe be a surgeon or or whatever. Of course, they gotta live their own life, but right. I I want to try and show them like, this is what Daddy did. Now you have to go and shoot for the stars too, and and don't tell me that you can't because you know I can give you some circumstances where where I could. Like there was one day, there was one time where my vehicle wasn't working, I had to use my cousin's, and his his vehicle would overheat every five miles, so I would have to map it out from from our house to our lay of the lake was eight miles so i knew it was going to overheat in five miles and just shut down so i would leave early it would overheat i'll wait 30 minutes pour water and then make the next three miles to our day of the lake and then go to class and then same thing on the way back home and, and so like there'd be times where i took the bus um my wife that i'm with now there was you know when we met when i was young if my if I didn't have my vehicle, I would I would take the bus. I was like, I'm, I I want to go see you. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the bus. So, you know, and and unfortunately, like that that grit for us softball parents, we we take that grit away from our kids, and I'm guilty of it. I'm, you know, I'm talking about myself because my <laughs> our kids our kids have everything. They oh, you know got it, made. And then when I say when I say are, I mean your kids too. Like yeah. our our the softball girls are spoiled. They're probably the most spoiled <laughs> athletes out of anybody.
0: They get whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. from daddy. Daddy.
1: <laughs> you know, like how how many bats have you bought your daughter?
0: Huh. Shucks. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> 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 you get it and you just praying like you just waiting for the day to come because all they like is ghosts. So you just you know waiting for that day to come, and you know it's gonna break sooner or later, and what what you gonna do? You just go get the exact same back with have the same problems. But I mean, you you're not gonna tell them no, right? Right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So hey, um, you know, so you know, I know you're gonna be a, a first year tenure coach, and then you do the high school thing. So like how do you incorporate you know stuff that you get from high school how much of it do you teach the younger ones man um
1: a, a a big portion of it but but honestly you know the stuff i learned with the younger ones is is what i try and teach to the to the older ones and um I made a lot of mistakes as a coach, you know, when I came out and I first started, I was real fiery and, and loud and, and, you know, I'm pretty sure I made a lot of enemies and which, which I apologize to people and if they forgave me, great. And if they didn't, that's okay too. Um, you know, I try and shake people's hands and let them know like that I made mistakes. I made my mistakes and the way I behaved on the field, you know, I would, I would hide behind the excuse of don't judge me you know, when my competitive side is out, which was just an excuse for me to act like a jerk. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't okay. So I started coaching a hit team and had a great coach, assistant coaches. um, One of my really good friends, uh, Josh Flores and uh, Wesley Wilkerson and um, Frank Trujillo. They were, you know, my assistant coaches and learned a lot from them. Um, because they would, you know, we talk a lot and and I didn't want to make the same mistakes I made in AU and um, taught the girls about family. You know, we we weren't the best team. We put the the team together and we got girls from Pony and and Five Diamonds. And then we had a few girls who have been playing select and we built a team and then we went and competed and, and we had so much fun. We didn't win all the tournaments, but we had so much fun and the motivation was different and the the goal was different and the perspective was different. And um, when I got to R.A. the lake, the the biggest thing that I preached when I was there was, was family. You know, I can teach you how to hit and and we can do drills and this and that, but if we don't love each other and take care of each other, it's not going to work. And I learned that from playing because I've been on teams that were full of talent, guys that went to go play in the NBA and went to go play overseas and, and we just couldn't play together because everybody was was out for their own or, or, you know, we just didn't have a family atmosphere. And then I played on teams where we weren't the most talented and we would make it to the regional championship and, or, you know, a, a national championship. Um, so that's what I tried to to be big on at early Lake was family. You know, take care of your sisters. Check in on your sisters. If you have a disagreement with somebody, call them. You know, apologize. Tell them, tell them you're sorry. Go have lunch with them. Try and understand their perspective. Try and understand their family, and and they'd be like, "Yeah, coach, but she did this." She, and I was like, "I understand, and and she wasn't right, but mm-hmm. just try, you know, just try." And um, you know, I it it's it it gets me now. Every time I see my girls from out of the lake, the ones that we that I was there with. Every time we see each other, it's hard to hold back tears because we went through so much together. We started, you know, we started with um not a very together team and then ended where when I stepped away and decided to go to high school, there was um, a family there. and every time I see my girls, like we cry, we we, we will literally cry. We see each other and, and we'll cry and we'll hug. And um, and at the time, I didn't know that I was um, leaving that oppression on them. But now that I'm gone and, and they see me and they're like, man, coach, you know, you always taught us this and you taught us that. And, and we needed you here. And we talked about you. You know, we played a game and we weren't playing right. And, and we all, you know, said like, you know, if Doc was here, this is what he would say, you know, and, and I got that from. I got that from Tenu um, and took that to the college level. Um, some of the stuff you learn at the college level, mm-hmm. it's hard to teach the young ones. There's some stuff you can, but just physically is what makes a college player what they're able to do physically.
0: Yeah, okay. Um,
1: and that that mental aspect of it. Um, so I try to show my girls some of the stuff we're doing, but the 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 big part that I heard, Levi, was um, a girl, uh, Sierra Martinez. She she spun 500 chairs at Olu. She had so many strikeouts, and she was a great player. And mm-hmm. her senior speech, you know, she thanked me and she thanked the coaches, and we cried and we hugged. And um, she, you know, on the when she was giving her speech, she said, "It doesn't matter how many games I won. It doesn't matter the strikeouts. It doesn't matter." None of that matters. What What matters when I walk away is how did I make people feel? How did people treat me? How did my coaches treat me? How did, you know, how were our relationships? And that's what mattered the most. And that right there really, really changed me. And, and, and I took that with me to go coach my daughter's 14U team. We were, we were a Ferrari. And they, it was called Keller lead at the time. They're just transitioning to blaze. They were a Ferrari and uh, coach Vicky Keller was like, I need you to come in and, you know, kind of change some things up. So went in there and, and, and just really preached fun. And let's have jokes and let's be a family. And, you know, I'm going to wear crazy shorts and y'all are allowed to make fun of me and <laughs> let's, let's have a good time. And, um, so, you know, I've, I've, I've made my mistakes and, you know, it. The, but I started, man, I started at the bottom. You know, I started in T-ball. You're and right. then they, I was coaching select ball and I got lucky that coach Bruce Lennington, who is, man, by far the GOAT. That dude right there is just, I just had dinner with him and, and some other coaches from some colleges around here, around San Antonio. And um. he built a program there at Arlie of the Lake. And the dude is just, a phenomenal coach. He is just, you know, something out of a, out of a movie or, you know, he's that mentor you want to have. And, um, I'm I'm like, coach, you're, Hey, you're, you're, you're a crazy white dude. I know I should probably shouldn't say on the podcast, but I'm like, coach, you are one of the craziest white persons I've ever met. I said, I know you came over on one of those crazy ships where they're like, we don't know where we're going. Let's just get on the ship and leave England because, I would show up at the school when we were trans transforming the field. And he'd be like on a 50 foot ladder putting some.
0: Oh, he's going to die. He's about to die. They would be doing right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, and,
1: but the dude just taught me so much about the game, taught me how to, how to take care of kids and, 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 and love them the right way and, and push them the right way. And, um, I took that to my daughter's team and, uh i' just been trying to get better man and, and learn and and i run into you know so much jealousy and and people tell me like oh this person said this and this person said that about you and i'm like it's all good it's it's okay like let it's okay like you can't you can't fight jealousy jealousy is something that somebody has within themselves that there's nothing you can
0: do you can apologize but they gonna be. They gonna do that. They gotta find reasons, and and it's it's sad. It, it really is sad when you just try to find a reason to, to not like somebody. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So like, what um, you know, talk about the that um, Our Lady of the Lake team, and you know, talk about like, you know, I know they just recently made history, and you know, being being a part of that, um, like like, how does it it feel to know you was there, you know, from watching it, just watching it grow from the beginning. Emotional, like super emotional in a a
1: positive way because um, they were, when I stepped down, um, I had stepped down because we had, we had a successful year. So that next year we're going to travel even more. And I was like, I can't. My son's going to start playing sports. I was like, you know, I prayed to God. And I was like, you know, God, figure it out for me. What what you want me to do, let me know. If you want me to stay at Arlie of the Lake, I will. And, um, like, the next day I got a call from from Sandy, um, who coaches at Southwest, who's another great coach. And she was like, hey, we got a position at Legacy. Do you want it? And I was like, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. So... I went to legacy and that whole year I was watching their season, you know, in my classroom. I, I put them up and watching them go on that run was just so freaking magical, man. It was just, it was just so special. Like, you know, I'd be in my classroom and they'd win a game. They'd be playing in, in, in Oklahoma. Cause they, they went on a road trip where they played against number one mm-hmm. and two team. And, but you know what? Let me stop right there. And I don't know who's gonna listen to this podcast or or whatever, but this is like one of the most important parts. Okay, people have to stop dissing
0: NAIA softball. Mm, talk about it, because like, it's is it, if if your kid, you know, everybody not able to get D one, D two, like you, if you're not able to get that, and you want to pursue your dreams, like, why not go there? You know, like, right? Why right. such a big deal? You know, like, that's next level. It doesn't matter what conference is in and all of that. That's next level.
1: Yes, yes. And, you know, we had so many D1 girls on our roster, which which we could be great coaches, but if you don't have talent, you're not going to win. Let's make that clear, too. Like, if we don't have good talent, you're not going to win. You can motivate them, and that's great, but if they can't hit and they can't pitch it, you're not gonna win. So we had girls that came from D1 programs. Cassie Valdez, who's the pitcher there now, was recruited by Cat Osterman to go play for her at Texas State. So she's not like, oh, you know, she's probably not good. Mm-hmm. She's one of the best pitchers in the nation. She could play at any school. Any, you know, when this season was done last year, again, I don't, I don't know if I should say this, but there was. D1 programs were, were at her doorstep, and they were like, what do you want? What do you need to come here? And she was like, I'm going to go back to Arley the Lake. I'm going to finish my, my career there mm-hmm. because she's probably going to go pro, either to Athletes Unlimited or to the, the Texas Softball League. She's going to go somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The other girls that we had, um, Caitlin Terrazas, she played D1. Ariel Montgomery, another D1 player. Uh, Madison Nunn another d1 player um Becca our shortstop another d1 player like these are all Jalissa moreno who's one of my favorite kids of all time another d1 and they didn't leave d1 because they couldn't cut it they left d1 because there wasn't the relationships there that could help them grow as people mm-hmm. and and this you know this might sound chauvinistic or I don't know it might be guys too but You know, kids get lonely, girls get lonely, boys get lonely, they miss their family, they want to go somewhere where they feel like it's their family. So these players, they leave these big programs, you know, when they were 17 and they saw this big stadium, you know, at, I don't know, at at Texas State, and they're like, yeah, I want to play here, I'm going to play D1. And then when you don't have friends on the team or you're outcasted because you didn't have a great performance, because college coaches in D1 – their main job is to replace you that next year. If you, if your daughter hit 20 home runs, well, we need to go find somebody who can hit 25 Mm -hmm. because that's the only way we're going to keep getting better. And imagine what that does to a kid's emotional state where, where they know that that coach is trying to the team better.
0: Mm -hmm. So,
1: um, and, and NAI, is littered with with great players, and and um you know there were some kids that some girls that I met and we're talking and they're like, yeah, coach, um, I don't, I don't think I want to play at at of the Lake, and I was like, you couldn't, you couldn't play at Arley the Lake, and you couldn't play at Houston Vic, and you couldn't play at USAO, and you couldn't play at all these other schools, Oregon Tech, and. You know, some of these great NAI programs. Like you can't play there. It's not that you don't want to, it's that you can't. And then there's the politics of it, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm I, I tell people if your daughter's gonna be the twentieth to thirtieth girl on the roster, she's just there for they're just taking her money. She's not gonna play. They don't she's never gonna play. The school's gonna make sixty thousand dollars off her, and it's it's about the numbers. That's the the political side of it. But, um, so rewind the NAI, the RNA, the lake went to go play against the number one team in the nation, number two team in the nation. Um, and I'm, I'm watching them at, at work. You know, I have them on on my computer. I'm watching the game and man, I was just in tears, in tears, Levi. I'm like, I was just so happy for them, And, and, um, I love that team so much. You know, when I stepped down, another guy took over, Coach Jim. He took over my position, which was strength conditioning and hitting. Um, and most times we, we want that person that takes over for us, we want them to fail because we want to prove to ourselves, like, yeah, I was the better coach. No, man, when I met Jim, I was like, this guy, I hope he takes him to that next level. Like, he's, a, he's doing a great thing with them. Um I showed up to one of their workouts. He was like, "Hey, we're going to have a special guest." And I showed up and the girls freaking went crazy and gave me all these hugs and I, you know, I, we of course we cried and you know ha- hanging around coach Bruce, he makes you emotional and um but you know, for everybody that has a daughter that's playing softball, send her somewhere where she's going to be loved. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't want to get your daughter back and and you know, she's scarred and 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 she hates the game after putting in 12 years of work into it. And, and now she hates it because she wasn't treated right. And, you know, she didn't find a, a girl that could be her best friend or a or, or roommate. And and we see that so much in the college game. Um, so, you know, I know your little girl, she's, she's a, a little player too. And when, when she makes that choice, it, it doesn't matter where they go. It, it doesn't, you know, of course, if your daughter's smart, She probably doesn't have to play softball. Let her go to college and get her degree. We had a kid who was so smart. I was like, "Bro, softball's holding you back. Like, you need to quit softball and just go to school. You're gonna be a doctor. Like, you're gonna go to medical (laughs) school at UT. You're wasting your time here. Like, you, you're, you're a 195 hitter. Your ERA is, I don't know what it is, but go, (laughs) just go to school. You're super smart. And and that's another thing that most of our girls." They play softball. They're super smart girls. And I heard a guy say, well, my kid's not smart. That's why I have her playing softball so she can get a scholarship. I was like, buddy, man, that's not going to happen. Like you There's have to have. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> you have to be smart to, to go to college. Like it's it because softball coaches, we don't want to be worried about your daughter in the classroom. We don't want to be worried about her on the weekends. We don't want to be worried about her on Tuesday night when we have Wednesday morning practice. And it's a grind. They like, it's a that that whole thing at Olu was a grind, Levi. Like we we had five a.m. workouts, and then um, they would come back at noon and hit, and then they would we had practice at four, so girls would get there at two thirty and get extra reps, whether it was hitting, fielding, you know, running, whatever it was, and then we went from four to seven, and then girls went to go study, and then some of them would go back to the weight room, and then we got to do it all over again, and. That's going to go on for 16 weeks, however long, you know, the school allowed, the NAI allowed was how long we did it. And we were there every single morning putting in that work. And And mentally, mentally is, is where you got to be able to motivate the girls to come in. You know, you got to be a coach that they, that they love to see. Because if they hate seeing you, uh, you're going to have a tough year. It's yeah. going to be a tough year because – you got to be able to keep them on. There was days where I was like, all right, tomorrow, everybody wear gold chains. We're all going to wear gold chains and we're going to bling out during practice. So I bought some, some, some of those fake big, um, the gold pla- necklaces. <laughs> yeah. And I put them on, I was wearing like four of them and I walked in, I put a, I put a, um, a piece of, of like bubble gum wrapper on my teeth to look like <laughs> I had silver teeth. And, I walked in and everybody started laughing. It's freaking five thirty in the morning, and we're laughing, having a good time. And um, the the way I knew that I had an impact on my Olu girls was that they still call me. They still come over to my house. They still hang out. Um, they come and hang out at my house. They come and take care of my house. When we're in Florida and Colorado, my Olu girls were here taking care of the house. And that's how you know that. You know, you made an impact because they still want to be around you. They call you for life advice, and I'm like, I, they'll be, they'll be like, Coach, my boyfriend's doing this. I'm like, I don't know. I've, you know, I've never had a boyfriend. I couldn't tell you what what to do, but um, it was just a, it was an emotional ride, man. I owe a lot of, you know, Coach Bruce, who coached at Michigan State, and you know, is one of the, he's one of the best coaches in the nation. Um, I love that dude because he he paid dues for me so I could skip to the front of the line, which I really did. Cause I, I went from <clears throat> I went from Five Diamonds to Arley the Lake. Not literally, but I started at Five Diamonds coaching T ball and then learned the game, learned the game, learned the game, was doing some trainings and he was like, Hey man, you want to be an assistant coach? We can use you. You know, you can do this, you know, give me small responsibilities. And and he paid dues. 15 years ago so that way when he got to the front of the line he pulled me to the front of the line and that's you know that's that's something that i'll i'll
0: always be in debt to him um because of what he did for me and mm-hmm. hey, you have spoke on you know um about you know going to schools you know not only going you know for like sports you know like some people you know they think that when you're going to school and picking a school you're only picking it just for that sport, then you're realizing that you know most of the time softball girls they they need an education, so you can't just you know pick a school just oh they they got the best softball team, you know then it's like crap, what that's gonna take me you know in life eventually softball is gonna be over, and then then what you know so that's that's that's
1: a, a great, great point. point that's a great point
0: mhm um. <sighs> This is my advice.
1: Again, I don't know who's going to hear it, but this is my advice. If your daughter's smart, she probably doesn't need softball when she gets to college. And that's that's a tough thing because as dads and as athletes, that's our whole point is to try and get to play college ball.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, it's not forever. And, and there's so many variables, Levi, because you can – let's say you go and play at I, – I, I'm just making up a name. Um North Texas Panhandle State University. Mm -hmm. But you get spanked every single game. And you're playing, but the you know, the coach doesn't care about the program. They're not recruiting girls. Nobody's going to that school. Um, is it worth it? You know, is it really worth it? Your daughter's away, you don't see her for three, four months. Mm -hmm. Is is it worth it? Or um You know, she goes to, I don't know, uh, I'm just saying, like, San Marcos University and is there getting her education. And you get, you know, she gets to come home and you see her and you know she's getting her education, but she's not playing softball. And those are all things that everybody has to choose. Now, there's all those little perfect situations where you're good, you're going to play a lot, your team is good, and you're getting an education. And those are like the the like the the comets you know and it's 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 really hard like um eddie rodriguez his daughter you know the kid's good she's smart she's at a great school and they're competitive i mean that's he he (laughs) caught lightning in a bottle right there that and and the kid put in work the dad put in work you know they 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 got there together and um I met them and she, she's a great kid. Like she deserves all her success. And, and, um, I heard people, I hadn't met them yet, but I would hear people say like, whoa, she's good, but she's at Judson. You know, what's going to happen when she goes to college? And I was like, if she's good, she's playing travel ball on some of the best teams, Mm -hmm. you know, and then she got to college and then there was people like, whoa, she's going to Tennessee. You know, that's a big time program. Is she, is she going to play there? And then her freshman year, she earned herself a spot during fall ball, and which she would post on Facebook. And man, I love seeing those posts. I love seeing those posts of all kinds of kids, of your kids, of Eddie's kids, of, of all these kids doing it. It seems like we watch them grow up. Like, I, you know, I love youth sports. Like, I love to see these kids grow. That's why I'm coaching Tenu. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I, I got to <laughs> coach tenure today, but then my my little girl's like, you know, Dad, today we have practice. And then I remember, like, you know, that's why I started at that's that's why I started at was with the kids, and I can't ever, um, I can't ever move on from that yeah. because it's, you know, and just today they called me from a high school and were like, we want to offer you the head coaching position, and you'll teach. Three classes and i was like man thank you i'm humbled you know i was i had tears in my eyes and i was like but i you know i'm i'm happy where i'm at i'm gonna stay here at east central and learn from from coach um so i'm good i really appreciate it but i had to pay my dues and and you know, I'm pretty sure there's people who, who aren't happy for me and it's all good. It's still, God bless them. And if, if it sounds silly, but if I put a post and they don't like it or they don't comment, that's okay. If they put a post, I'm going to go like it. And I'm going to try and send my blessings to them and be like, man, I hope you, I hope she's successful. I hope you guys are good. You know, love seeing the kid be successful because, I'm done with all that other stuff, man. It's it's a whole different path. And um we get caught up in, in, in the BS sometimes. And you know it. You you're yeah. in the game too, so
0: no, you yeah. know it. Oh yeah, it's a non-stop, it's a everyday show, man. It's it's something goes on just about every day around here. <laughs> and it yep. just is is like, why, man? Like like you, you and, and I mean I'm pretty sure they have the same problems in other cities, you know, but, but like, like me, like, that my oldest now is, is on the Houston team is like the vibes in the stands with the other teams they play, the other Houston teams they play. Like it's, you know, it's, it's, it's everybody talking to each other, having a good time, no matter what team you plan for you, you know, they, they not saying that they don't have it here, but it's just so much negativity in the air in San Antonio that, it kills the positive vibe that's going on at the softball fields, And it's like, yeah. like, do y'all understand, like, three hours down the street in Houston, they got these teams, man, where really and truly, they don't really have to travel to play talent because they have so much there, right? But if right. not, egos don't get in the way, and they, they have these really good teams, and they don't really have, of millions of teams where it's like two or three good players on each team, which is that a problem? It's not a problem, but when you're trying to compete at the high level, you know what I mean? Then you have to look at it at a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and
1: it, it's a lot, it's a lot more fun. And there's people that, that I compete against that I played against. Um, I love playing against them. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, whether no it don't matter who wins or loses it's just a good time like it's it's a fun time cuz at the end of the day these are all these are all backyard tournaments mm-hmm. it might be a backyard tournament in Houston you know with a big name and and it's more expensive to get in but we're all at backyard tournaments and these girls are all just trying to learn the game they and, and we lose and adults are mad and the kids are on TikTok within 15 <laughs> minutes like it's not Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and we're the ones that are upset mm-hmm. and they're like, Dad chill, it's not yep. a big deal. Like we but, lost the
0: game. And and that's me, like I guess, like me, you know, being a coach with the younger ones, it kind of helped me. Like <laughs> I I'm not a, a coach that's gonna be coaching the 14U or not even the 12U team. You know what I mean? I know my limitations, I know what I can do because I just got involved in this five years ago, six years ago, I've never in my life thought I would be involved in softball, like at all, <laughs> you know what I mean but <laughs> now that I have no choice because my girls love it so I have to learn it, you know what I mean, so yeah, I learn so much, I mean, even from the podcast just from every single person I've had on, I've learned something different from them, you know what I mean, so that, and that helps me instill that into into my girls, like, hey you know, I've probably been telling you to do it like this, but six people I've had on the podcast saying a different way. So you know what? We are gonna try that way. You know what I mean? Like that's how I get my stuff in softball. And
1: that, that I mean, one, you know, all you can do is keep learning. And there's 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 men coaches and female coaches in softball, and. And not all, not all the women played college college softball or fast pitch, and I know for sure that zero <laughs> percent of the men who are coaching played women's softball. So we all got to learn some. Like you got to learn to start somewhere, and then, you know, man, I was, I was, I was just, I put a post about me getting the job at East Central, and, and honestly, man, I was so blown back by how much love I got. And again, it's stupid because it's social media, but I just posted out there. Cause I have, I have family everywhere. And right, cool. uh, I just wanted to put it out there. And, um, I got so much love and support and that it was, it was a, a beautiful thing. And and you take, you know, the, the sad part is you take note of who didn't show you support. And you're like, you're in my circle. We see each other <laughs> and you didn't show me support, but it's Okay it's okay. Like, you know, and, um, there's so, you know, the East central softball program, football program, the, the, the community support is just crazy, you know? And, um, it's just, it's, it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing to be out there. And, um, I always try and give praise to God. And I got, I got great people on my corner. I have, you know, my, my best friend, you know, Josh Flores and his wife and, and their kids, and of course, I couldn't do any of this without my wife. She's the one who is really the backbone of the whole operation. I know people say that, but she takes all the kids everywhere, so that way, you know, I could live out my dream. And um, without her, like, none of this is possible. Mm-hmm. So, if you know, if you have, if you have a, a good wife in the softball game, you got to keep her because she's the one that'll
0: make it happen oh yeah you're not lying about that one (laughs) hey um so uh let's you know let's start let's talk about a little like you know how important is it you know to to talk about development in the youth sports you know like 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 you have a team transitioning from eight U to 10u right like like how you know because the game changed now you know for you for that part like how much of the fundamentals and, you know, just just the simple stuff that you go through with the, the tenure girl? So two sides to that. One is the skill, like you were talking about, and
1: that is, you know, ten years ago it wasn't important mm-hmm. um, because the girls could develop in eighth grade and ninth grade. But now you have, you know, the girls that we see at the field all the time who have been playing since they were five, six years old, and they they already have the skill and the movements of an 18-year-old. They just don't have the body yet. Mm-hmm. And that is super important because the game of softball, the game of baseball is not something you can just pick up and start playing. You know, if, if I never played basketball, I can go play basketball, and I might get lucky and grab a rebound. I'll get an assist. I will dribble the ball and I can probably score. But if you've never played softball or baseball, that's not going to (laughs) happen because it takes years to learn this sport. And I think that's what got me addicted was just the part of trying to get better as a coach and better and better and better. You know, I took it on as a challenge. Um, So that skill part is super big and that's, you know, being smooth through the ball. Putting your arm in proper arm slots. Infielders throw a certain way. Outfielders throw a certain way. The throw from third to first is different from the throw from second to first. That is all important. That is because these girls learn it. Um, and my daughters, who are both middle infielders, because I play big time daddy ball. I'll tell you that right now. I play daddy ball. I'm gonna. <laughs> my daughter's batting first, and she's playing shortstop. No, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Hey, because that's,
0: that's the motive. That's the motive. Though. That's
1: the, motive. That's the I, motive. I was talking to a coach, and he was like, "Can you give me any advice?" I was like, "Yeah, play daddy ball, because your daughter's never gonna leave your team. You don't ever. She's there forever, right?" But, um, both my daughters play. They, they're both middles. They could play outfield, first base, but because I developed them as as just ball players, like a lot of reps, fielding the ball, fielding the ball. They can play second, short, uh, first base, and outfield. They probably can't play third base because to play third base, that's a whole different animal. Third base and pitchers are are a whole different breed. Um, but I would tell my I would tell my parents, you know, when I was doing camps for Olu and traveling places, um, they're like, "How was the camp?" I said, "It was good." And they were like, "How were the girls?" I was like, "It was good." And They were like. How far are our girls away from them? And I was like, man, it's just a matter of our girls growing up because our girls are doing the same thing that they're doing, mm-hmm. but our girls are 10 and they're 18. And, you know, now that I'm at the high school level, at high school, girls show up their freshman year and they're like, I want to try softball. And I'm like, eh, sorry, uh, <laughs> I, don't, uh, Let's try I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's not something you try. Like you could probably go run track. You you could run track and be successful because you're fast. Go. You could run track. You're fast. You can throw the shot put because you're strong. Um, and of course, that takes time too. I'm not down talking it at all. I don't want somebody to get upset, but right. Um, you can't show up on August 15th and be like, "I'm going to try softball." Like, uh, it's, I don't know. I don't think you're going to make it like I love you to death, but you're probably not going to make it. So that's that part's huge. And then now showing them the game of um, the small intricacies of covering the bunt. um, Where players should go. Everybody should be moving. Literally, it's not a cliche. All outfielders should be moving somewhere. You know, that pre talk before the pitch. Talk again right after the pitch and then talk again. And that's something that I tell my players and tell my daughters like talk, talk and over talk and then say it again. And that way everybody knows where to go. Keep saying it, keep saying it. And, you know, I do a trick at all my camps where I give a girl a ball and I turn to close her eyes and then I call her, you know, I clap my hands and call her and ask for the ball and they throw it to me and it always works. And the, the girls hit you in the chest with the ball. And I tell them it's because I'm talking to her brain not to her ears. And she knows where I'm at and she knows what to do because I'm, I'm talking to her and and helping her to let her know where I'm at. And, and that's, that's the part of the transition. Um, And of course hitting live pitching and being able to get in that box and, and, and hit live pitching. Um, uh, In San Antonio, we've had some great pitchers, but I think that the best girls that come out of San Antonio have probably been hitters. I think we put out so many good hitters um, from San Antonio. If I had to choose, and I, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a bunch of pitchers you would be like, what about me? Mm-hmm. And I and we, we do have a ton of good pitchers, but there's so many good hitters in San Antonio. I mean, you go and see so many. in 10U, the, the biggest challenge is it's not 8U no more, so you have to produce for yourself. I can tell you what to do and how to do it, but you have to do it. I, I, it's not eight you where you have four outfielders, and it's not eight you where you know you're pitching the ball right down the pipe. It's a, a whole different game, and, and I'm super excited to be coaching these girls. Like I'm, I'm blessed that I got ten solid girls, um, and we're gonna build from there. You know, and, and they all know the game. They're they they play well. It's just teaching them piece by piece by piece to to learn the now where the the is going to be throwing the ball at them. And that's where I can grab some of the high school stuff and teach it to the 10 year olds. So that way they can be a little advanced.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, so the question, which one do you like more? Which level? High school, college or little, little ones? <laughs> Man. <laughs> I I
1: couldn't pick. I couldn't pick. You know, there's hey, nothing wrong with it. There there each one has its ch- I could probably tell you what I love about the uh, each one. Like I yeah. love the the youth like the 10 u 12 u because they do things and you start to see them as a young 18 year old but they're still 10 and 12 and you're like, "Man, that was an awesome play. Damn, that was that was a play right there." You know, and that fills you up with pride and The high school part of it is you don't recruit. You kind of get what you get. So you have to, you know, kind of water your grass from elementary to middle school. And I love that development part. That's I've always loved that development part, you know, seeing them through elementary and middle school and and making sure they're getting involved in sports. And then when they get to high school, you have a program. The college level is the top tier athletes that you get to see. You know, when we we saw UTSA, we saw UT Tyler, we saw USAO, we saw Oregon Tech, um, we saw Houston Vic, Texas A&M, San Antonio, uh, Trinity, all you see all these great athletes and. And. You don't have to motivate them, you just have to. Help them remember why they love the game, you know, and. so each one has its own. So I'll follow up that question with my own question. Like, what has been the proudest moment that you've had seeing your daughter play?
0: For my oldest one, it was her home run, her first one. It's just, I mean, I can't really say just all three of them because it's just the smile she had, had running around the bases. Like just you know what I mean? It's something she hit her first one at eight years old. Yeah. It was like crap, like that really just happened. You know what I mean? Like you cheering, you cheering, and then it's like, hey, you need to go get the ball, like that's yours. And it's like
1: <laughs> like this, is
0: like, it's real, like you know, you know what I <laughs> mean? And then me not even being I just played basketball my whole life. You know what I mean? You hit a three-pointer, they're not gonna give you the basketball, you hit a game winner, they're not giving you the basketball. So it's like what what do you mean? You know, so you know, I've I've heard it. You know, knew that that had happened. You know, they give you the ball, but then when it actually happens, it's like crap. You know what I mean? Now you got okay, this one, and then no crap. Now it's another one up there, and you know now she got she got three up there, and then it's like crap. Like you know, that's for, that's that's for me, and for for my youngest one, she is she is like a like a, okay I love it but you know whatever. So I just like to see her just her just out there. Like because she has a lot of fun. She has, you know, a little problem sometimes, you know, communicating with other girls. Like she she haven't really found the love love for the game like the oldest one. But yeah. I think it's 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 getting there and and it's it's finna click with her where she finna she finna turn it up because she she is gonna she gonna be bigger than the oldest one, I think. So, especially for sure taller. So, I'm just waiting for for her day to come. She set a goal at the beginning of this, actually this season, so second year AU, and she told the coaches she wanted to hit the ball over the fence. So I'm like, okay, now we got to work. And once that, <laughs> for her, I know I already been been through it with the oldest one, but it's gonna be the same thing. Like I'm gonna have that same feeling, like crap. You know what I mean? Like she did it, like shots. Like I gotta go get the ball. You know what I mean? Like I, just even though I've been through that, I still have that same feeling for the youngest one.
1: That's awesome, man. That's 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 awesome.
0: That's mm-hmm. a great feeling. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. It's you know it's it's just it, it it was just really just seeing her because like my oldest one, she don't talk a lot. She she like to just play softball. She come to go to practice, you know, it's just softball. She at home, softball. It's like, you know, I try to give them breaks, and she don't understand that, you know. So, and I know a lot of people, like, you got to give them breaks because this and that. And I'm like, some, like, her, it's really hard to give her a break because she just is something, like, she has to do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, it's just, you know, her, like, and I tell people, like, she's just, she's she's different. Like, that's something that she loves. She played basketball. She played volleyball. She was good at both. But you can't get her to practice either one outside of practice of those sports. You know, like you take outside, let's dribble. I'm like, yes, I got her. Five minutes. Uh, Can we play catch? Oh, crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's, that's her. The youngest one is is more just she just getting into it. You know what I mean? So it's it's I have to take the route of I can't push it on her. You know, I can't make her do things. I I hey you wanna do it? If she say yes, okay, let's go. If she say no, I'm not gonna force her to do something that she just don't want to do. No, I I my middle one's
1: the same way. And she um she's uh she's finding the love and she's coming into her own because she's uh starting to pitch and um she's a lefty, so that it's it's good because her and her sister have differences. They're they're completely different, but it's it's something that I that I know you enjoy seeing your little girls grow up and and with the mm-hmm. second one, I had to do it better because I rushed with Siree. my, you know the other day I was thinking I was like man, she's in seventh grade she's got maybe five years left of select ball four years left, and and that's it we're done you know she'll probably stop playing after eleventh grade and won't play. You know, her her senior year and you know, I've it just went so fast. You know, I, I remember I honestly remember walking to the T ball field when
0: So, we'll see, we'll see. Mhm. Hey, so um you know talk about like um cuz the girls in high school they start recruiting in the 11th grade, right? Right, right. So, like you know being, you know in the you know the different levels too, like how how do you keep the girls motivated the ones that's that's not getting the letters or not getting as many letters as their teammates? Like, how do you keep them motivated and keep going? Like, hey, you know, we just keep working, you know, and, and it's coming. Like, how, what's your speech to them at that moment? It, it's usually a tough, <clears throat> it's usually a tough speech.
1: Um, because they're getting disappointed and because they know that they've um, given up so much for the game, they gave up prom, they gave up graduation, they gave up parties, and and they're not getting letters, so um, being compassionate with them and them um, because it's been fifty-fifty. There's been girls where I was like, I tried to tell them, and you try and tell them the right way so that way they understand. But I tried to tell them like, "Babe, you're gonna, you're not gonna get picked up," like. As much as it hurts me to tell you, like you're going to get picked up by a school that's going to have you as the 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd player on their roster. You're not going to play. You're not going to be happy. Um, so that conversation is tough. And then there's been others where I was like, you just have to find the right. But um, I just helped a girl named Tania Rodriguez from the Valley. Um, she was already ready to give up. And I started a tournament, and I was like, hey, where did you commit to? And she was like, coach, nobody's picked me up. And I was like, what? You hit, like, 24 home runs your junior year. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. She was like, I, I haven't got no looks. I said, okay, look, come to this camp. I'm going to talk to this coach. I'm going to let them know about you. Um, I'm going to be at the camp. I'm working the camp. So it was a, a college prospect camp. So she shows up, and I told her, you know, put your, your, your bat on display. You have to go and put up a good showing um, in front of these coaches. So I told the coach and told him, like, look, there's this player. Some schools have passed on her. She's a, a – I don't know why they passed on her. She's just slipped through the cracks. Um, so I told her – it was, like, maybe two months out, and I told her, "Get, get more athletic, which means get healthier, stop eating snacks, drink water. Do all the right things for two months. Get your body in the right in the right situation. Show up. Look like an athlete. Um, and she got there. She had the best exit velo. Um, home to first. She was like top five. Home to home. Top ten. And she put on a show. And then um, I introduced her to the coach afterwards. And they ended up picking her up and she's going to a great school with a great program um, so there are those where where you're like you should be playing somewhere mm-hmm. and just keep on believing the tough part is when the parents and this sounds ugly the parents don't listen like mm-hmm. your kid doesn't your kid just doesn't have it it's 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 a tough conversation because no parent wants to hear that their kid's right. not good enough
0: mm-hmm
1: um and there's a school for everybody there's schools that'll pick you up you can go play at you know North Virginia yeah West coast state but <laughs> are you gonna be happy there
0: yeah exactly and then no telling where is that
1: <laughs> right yeah.
0: right yeah and that's no nah, that's that's not nah, that's that's crazy you know because it's you know that's the one thing people say that's Is a place for everybody, but you don't want to go to the wrong place just because, just to, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Try to make somebody happy, right? Right. And And go ahead, go ahead. uh No, I was gonna, um, I was gonna ask you, man. Like on the on the high school level, you know, like like how much do y'all preach to them about? Nutrition and and making sure you 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 stand healthy and eating the right foods. Um,
1: that part's that part's tough also because a lot of it depends on uh, education, parents' education, um, economic status. You know what what the kids have access to because, um, Not you know food. the kids don't they don't buy their groceries, so you know, they, they kind of just eat what the parents buy. Um, so, but we do tell them about, you know, especially our workouts, the workouts at at East central are some of the best ones that I've ever been involved with. Uh, coach Maggie there, she is, you know, she's a wizard with some of her workouts and I've, I've already started learning from her and, um, stealing her ideas and then the workouts I put on, um, Some of the girls had a hard time with it. So we we told them, we reminded them, don't eat bad foods. Don't eat like French fries and a lot of bread before our tough workouts. You can eat that before we lift weights because you're going to burn it. But when we're going to have our aerobic exercises and our, um, you know, speed and conditioning, don't eat that. Drink water. And those are things that they can control. And the other thing we tell them is eat the food at the school. And they're like, coach, the food sucks. I'm like – eat it find something trade your tray for five apples and eat the five apples you know eat you have to eat you have and that and that's something that I preached to my my oldest daughter because she's seven she's in 7th grade she's growing and I told her you have to have good nutrition because if not your body's not going to it's not going to grow the way it's supposed to so you got to have good nutrition and um, so we, we do preach to them a lot about proper water intake. Watch what you eat. Stay away from the junk food like stockies and and all that <laughs> junk. And um, yeah. but they're kids, so you got to try
0: and accept what you can accept. Mm-hmm. And in in college, dude, is it more more? Um, how can I say it? Like y'all have it more in, in, on at the college level with the nutrition and like, do y'all have like a nutrition program? With the, like, at O-L-L-U, did y'all have, like, a nutrition program for the softball girl?
1: So, when we took over, we didn't have funding for nutrition. So, we didn't have, like, a nutritionist. So, I put the nutrition plan together for them. And, we, you know, before I got there, the strength and conditioning part, um, it might have been big before. But right when we took over, it wasn't a big deal. So, they weren't taking the weight room seriously. They weren't taking their strength and speed seriously. And they weren't taking their post um, workout treatment seriously. So we start to get um, muscle milk and protein. And uh, after every workout, we were giving it to them and like watching them drink it. And they were like, I don't like this. I was like, OK, well, what do you like? They're like, well, I like strawberries and, and milk and bananas. And we're like, OK, cool. Put a scoop of this in that spin it up and then drink it and then tell me if you like it. And majority of the girls were like, yes, coach, I love that. Two of them were still like, coach, I don't like it. I could taste it. And I was like, okay, then you just have to up your protein. You have to make sure you're eating proper meats, uh, beef, chicken, um, eggs, make sure you're eating that. And they're like, okay, coach, I got you. So, and we saw a huge change physically. um, I have a picture of a before and after. Of, of our girls and they're flexing in the mirror and I mean they're just ripped. They are just ripped. They look like like young bodybuilders. like they were just freaking ripped. And, and my whole goal, my my strength conditioning for them, I took it out of um, a trainer that I knew um, from Oklahoma State, and then we got with some trainers from Florida State. We put a, a plan together. And Florida State and Florida try to build their, their athletes to look like wide receivers. So we took that and we brought it to Olu. And, and, you know, I was talking to these people from all these great programs. And we put together a program. And the girls just looked – they look like wide receivers. You know, big thighs, strong thighs. Um, muscular arms, but athletic up top, like super
0: flexible up top, and then strong down low. Mm-hmm. Dang, nice, nice, man. How, how, um, they're at East Central, the middle schools that have softball, right? Not yet, not yet, not that I know of. Okay, because I, I had heard that they might, they might start this either this year or maybe the following year.
1: Yeah, they, they are, um, that's something that we're working on is just a matter of like partnering up
0: um, with probably partner up with Judson Southside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Judson ISD is um, East Central and Judson ISD. No, they're, they're two separate entities, but because oh. we're so close
1: and our middle schools are so close, it makes sense for us to play each other. Right. Right. Okay.
0: Well, because I, I know Judson middle, they're going to start softball this, this year. So that's why I was wondering, was East Central going to do it? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So Wow. I, I didn't know that's good. That's really good for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was going to ask you, like, how important, how how, how much would that help, like, going and them going in to the high school already, you know, doing it at the school level. Because I think um, Coach Irby had said, like, she'll go down at Jetson Middle, you know, and, and, and help with practices and stuff like that
1: yeah they're gonna they're, we're gonna try and get that at the my girls are acting silly no <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna try and get that at, at East central also I, I just I don't know if it's in the making this year but we for sure have the facilities for it just a matter of, of making it happen
0: okay. Okay, got you, got you. What's um got just a few, few more questions. Um, what's what's one of your weaknesses as as a coach? Like, what's something that you think you could work on to make you a better coach? Um, one of my weaknesses
1: was was my approach and being better, being a better bigger for my for my athletes and my other weakness is sometimes i just had you know and this was in the past where i just had too big of a heart where people that burned me or you know i knew they were talking about me i i couldn't take it out on the kid and i would still bring the kid on the team and you know the parents were the same person and um even people who have done me wrong for the sake of the kids i'm like come on bring them bring them it's for the kids and you know i've had to i've had to learn that tigers don't change their stripes when when people show you who they are believe them because that's who they really are um and then just being able to say no i sometimes i just feel like i i take on so much because i care about the kids i care about their where they're going to be at and you know are they in a positive relation you know positive situation do they have positive relationships with their coaches, and um, that's just something that I that I care about. So, being able to tell people, no, like no, I can't
0: do it, is that's the hardest part. And and what what's one thing that 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 you feel that makes you uh, a really good coach? Like, what's your strength as being a coach? I don't, know.
1: <laughs> he said, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just the, the love, the love for the kids, and the the love of, of competing, and the you know the love of sports, and the love of sports is probably last place, but it probably have to be the the love of the kids, like just just loving on the kids, you know, making sure that they're that's probably that. I'm, Honestly, because everybody can teach hitting, everybody can teach fielding, conditioning. You know, putting a team together is just. Um, do you love the kids? You know, are, are you there for the right reasons? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I see, I see coaches getting hammered and getting drunk before games, which is okay. I mean, that's you know, okay for them. That's just not why I'm there. And yeah. or I see, I see coaches. You know, fraternizing with with parents and, you know, then situations happen. And I'm like, I could have told you that was going to happen, you know, and that was, that's not why I'm there. And I see, you know, I just see a lot of reasons why I'm not there. And that's just not me. Um, if I had to say what's my strongest point as a coach, it would
0: just, you know, loving the kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was well, this one, this one might be a little crazy, what advice would you give these tenu, AU, tenu parents that can help them make their kid a better softball player? So the aggressive
1: side is lessons, 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 and stop worrying about playing in tournaments and stop worrying about playing in, you know, huge organizations, you know, that if you're paying 150 bucks, 200 bucks as an 8U, 10U player, and you're probably paying too much, you should probably be investing that that money into lessons. You know, get extra reps. Go try out with other teams. Go let your daughter go be uncomfortable. Like I took, I took my daughter and my god and my goddaughter to a variety of tryouts, and we told the head coach, like we're not going to the team, but we want to go to tryouts. I want to put her in uncomfortable situations. Um, you know help develop them and stop worrying about the tournaments that's it, mm-hmm. it you go to a tournament you're going to see 10 at bats where if i get you at practice and we do a round robin i can get you to see 20 at bats and less the time you know so don't worry about the the rings and the you know the facebook post just you know <laughs> Get them
0: to to develop. That's the main thing. Is get them to develop. Um, what's what's some what's some advice that you right now will give your younger self? Oh man, we don't have enough
1: time for that. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Damn. Com- <laughs> Number one would be calm down. Like ca- calm down. Uh, like mm-hmm. calm down, man. Like. <laughs> like it's okay, right just, yeah, yes, that, it, that'd be number one is calm down like it's it's not that serious and then you don't realize it until you get older, you know and your daughter's now in ten you, 12 you, 14 you, and you think back to when you were in six you and you're like, what was I doing like <laughs> what, what, what was I thinking like what, what was I thinking? that That'd probably be the biggest piece of advice would be like calm down. Enjoy the process. Enjoy your daughter. Just have some fun.
0: Mm-hmm. And the last question I have, man, who would you like to hear on the podcast? But your answer, you will have to help me get them on the podcast. You said some names throughout the whole podcast, so know you got somebody. Man, Coach um, Coach Bruce
1: Lennington at, at RA of the Lake University. Um, coach Van, who's now at UTSA, that's another person who I have a ton of admiration for. Who's um, a great coach who was at the SEC and is now at UTSA. Um, coach Maggie, who's at who's at East Central, who you know who believed in me. Um, those are all you know coaches that I look up to that I you know I'm learning from and. Um, I'm sure there's a whole list of people that I could that I could think of that that'd be great. You know, um, maybe some angry <laughs> that'd be good. Like get some get some angry <laughs> parents.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, this this yeah. be the perfect time to get it right.
1: Yeah, like if you've been on five teams or more in the last two years. I want you on my podcast. I want to talk to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: hey, it's funny because like, I know, you know what I mean? I try to, you know, we want to keep it, you know, positive. So I've, I've been thinking about doing, you know, different things, but, you know, just letting people know, Hey, you know, this, uh, this is, you know, it's a PG, you know, like we ain't going to get too rowdy, you know, we're going to yeah. have the points, you know, no arguing and all that. So it's, it's a lot of things that I, I just been thinking about trying to, you know, different things. And it's just I just kind of don't have enough time in the day with the softball and all the kids and stuff, but but it it will be a few different things i I got in, in mind to start doing with the podcast.
1: <laughs> Maybe get like two parents who who uh got into it at the field and get them on the podcast
0: to... <laughs> great debate. <laughs>
1: Man, yeah, but um it's always a pleasure seeing you at the fields you know Thomas Holmes, another person I love to see at the fields um Aaron from the lady East I love to see his family at the fields um you know of other people, but there's just it it's good to to see people really appreciating the moment and knowing that these are the good old days rather than it being down the line and you not realizing that those are the best days of your life with your kids.
0: Mm-hmm. You're right. All right, man. Well, you know, I am glad we able was able to to get this done. You know, so I want to thank you, man, for your time. I know it's late and all that good stuff. <laughs> I really appreciate you, man, taking your time out and being on the podcast. No,
1: man, you're 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 doing a great job. Like I love your podcast. I always listen to it and um Hopefully, we can get a, some local coaches on there, some high school coaches, some college coaches, because it's good for the parents to hear it, you know, firsthand yeah. from them.
0: Yep, that's 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 the that's the goal. You know, a lot of people ask me, you know, you what level you want, and I'm like, hey, you know, all levels, all levels help because you never know which age level a parent kid that the parent have, you know, have. So it's it's whatever, you know, whichever I can get on here, I'm down to hear what they have to say. Absolutely, man. If, absolutely. If you ever need
1: anything, please, like, don't ever hesitate to reach out. All right. All right, Doc.
0: Appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. All right. All right. I'll let my boy Thomas. He's still out here getting them kids right. So, y'all speed and agility. Y'all need to hit him up. We got some quality work. My boy, Jeremy, with the tent. Go follow his page on Facebook, GTZ Window Tent, and, and hit him up. man. y'all get them appointments in. Levi's reach some more. Let the wife get them doors looking good. I know them doors might be naked, so go ahead and let her get y'all right. Levi's Mobile Detailing, just a call away from getting them cars to looking brand new again. So y'all hit us up, and we ready to get some work in, all of us.